And welcome to Now We're Talking, the podcast where three friends document... Ooh, no. friends. No. <laughs> yeah, we are documents. Yeah, that's you second. fucked up. You said friends. Yeah. That's <laughs> three <laughs> men. <your> friends. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Now We're Talking, the podcast where three men... Who know each other. <laughs> discuss... Three associates. Where three men... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Now We're Talking, the podcast where three men discuss the entire UK number series of Now That's What I Call Music in chronological order. I'm Jacob. I'm Harry. Oh, we're doing this bit. Yeah, Harry. Oh, yeah, I'm Martin. Yeah. Hey. Cool. This week, we are talking about Now That's What I Call Music, Volume 12, Disc two or sides three and four on the cassette or vinyl. All right, and um, we're straight, straight in, in straight yeah. in with <laughs> the Time Lords, Doctor in the TARDIS. God. <laughs> it was a number one. Oh, I spoil it. it. Sorry, Harry. I guess it was going to be a number one because yeah. it was like the first song on a nail disc. Even, you know, disc two usually has a good, a big hit at the start. Yeah. Well, uh, this is fucking the worst. It's oh, a, you like a novelty song. Oh, I don't like Doctor Who novelty songs. And well, it was just the same thing over and over. It wasn't. Well, what you've got in there, you've got Doctor Who being sung to, uh, to an old Gary Glitter song. Rock and roll, hey, yeah. rock and roll. Not with enough gags, are they? By what it sounds like, a, f- a football fan? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> there's a little bit of the <laughs> blockbuster like riff from the suite in there as well. Yeah. And bits of the Doctor Who theme. Time Lords later became the KLF. Yeah. Also known as Justified Ancients of Moo Moo. Oh, um, yeah, KLM. We'll get well <laughs> into yeah. them in the 90s. Yeah, Especially, yeah. I think it's 1991 is their year. Kind of art pranksters, in a way. Yeah. Uh, off the back of this, they did a book about yeah. how to have a number one single. Yeah. I think I've read. Yeah, there's the, called The Manual, isn't it? How to now have mm. a number one the easy way. What did you think, Harry? Uh, Time Lords. Oh, I don't know. It's a bit of fun, really, isn't it? It's not fun. You know? Didn't I, annoy me, but I found it very annoying. Yeah, yeah. You see, like, yeah, I just didn't didn't touch me there. It didn't touch me on the on <laughs> didn't the touch you anywhere. Just... Show me on the doll where it touched you. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you like it? You're a Doctor Who fan, Jacob. Yeah, yeah. Does, but this has a pretty this Doctor Who for you. This has a pretty tangential kind of relation to Doctor Who. Really, there's a bit of the theme in there, but. Generally, what they're saying. This Doctor is who? hey Doctor. Who. Well, imagine something you really love being shouted out in a sort of uh, boorish football chant. You wouldn't like it as no, much. No, I mean I don't like Doctor Who, and I still think it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It doesn't follow that. As I mean, obviously at this point, Doctor Who was still on the air, 
it wouldn't be on the air for much longer. This is what eighty eight. Won't be on the on the. Uh, but you know, it's part of British culture. Yeah. So people would hear it and they'd know about as much about Doctor Who as there was a guy with a scarf. And they go, oh yeah, that's quite good. Yeah, look, they're saying about Doctor Who. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's sort it's of. Not, how it's I not like really it. for Doctor Who fans. <laughs> it's just for. Well, it's not your men in the pub or your women in the in the bar. Surely yeah. you're never going to listen to this song again. You're never going to be like, oh, yeah, I fancy listening to the Doctor no, in the no. TARDIS. No, never. No, exactly. Never. So you don't really like it, do you? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're going to hold it... Yeah, I like it, but I'll never listen to it again. <laughs> well, like, I think they were making a... They were going to try and make, like, a house version of, okay. of this song. Or, well, of the Doctor Who theme. But then they realised it was in, sort of, triplets and things, and it wasn't quite... Wouldn't really work with with a house beat, and so, so they just made a comedy song. Yeah, and that's yeah, they just sort of put it together with glitter, that <laughs> song, and literally yeah, made a weird sort of mashup instead. Which kind of works because when you throw something together cheaply out of recycled materials, often often you do sprinkle a lot of glitter on it, a bit of glue, yeah. a bit of glitter, yeah. you know, some pasta shapes. <laughs> They, uh, yeah, even uh, old, what's his name, Drummond out of the, is it Gary Drummond or something? Bill Drummond. Bill Drummond, that's it. Yeah, he called it probably the most nauseating record in the world. Yeah. So even they weren't that into it. I would agree. I would agree. But they didn't write it, it was the car that wrote it. Yeah, the car, Ford Time Lord. Ford Time Lord. (laughs) It used to be the Jamsmobile. Yeah. He's like an old American, or is it like Ford, 1968 Ford Galaxy police car, and... uh, (laughs) That was one of theirs cars, and it says on the record cover, I'm like, I'm a car and I made this record. Yeah. <laughs> stuff, yeah. Well, just, there you go. It's a bit of art prankstery. It's not as prankstery as they'd get. Bill Drummond still sort of writes about art, and are you talking about the video? Because uh, the, the video's quite budget, isn't it? Yeah, they're the sort of like driving around the countryside in Wiltshire. and they use like RAF Yatesbury so they can sort of uh, like drive around an airfield just drive around it sort of drive around an airfield after some Daleks some like really budget Daleks okay and the guy's feet are coming out of the bottom and stuff it's quite fun like it's a bit silly driving it's their sped up footage that's what uh, nah not really no. oh, driving driving old Ford Time Lord around yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they said it cost them about eight grand to make that's probably because of all the helicopter shots which well, weren't really necessary they they spent all the money on that and then made their Daleks out of sort of cardboard boxes and stuff to be fair Doctor Who was made on about eight grand an episode wasn't, was it? wasn't very much of a budget either nah. <laughs> but it's a bit of silly fluff yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. I'll take well, the charts. I'll tell you. It was number one in the UK yeah. for one week. For one whole week. Yeah. Knocked off the old wet, wet, wet and Billy Bragg combo from the top. Oh, God. Yeah, that had yeah. shit. Wet, wet, wet Bragg. Yeah. Is that what they called themselves? No, it was wet, wet, wet doing little help from her friends yeah. and Bragg oh, doing on the, on the, uh, on the, She's Leaving yeah. Home. So yeah. I remember. And it was knocked off the top by, here's a name we haven't heard yet, I Owe You Nothing by Bross. Oh, Bross. Bross. And Bross hitting the big time. Yeah, I don't know. We might get a bit of Bross, who knows. Ooh. Howdy, partner, it was a number 66 in America, boy. Really? Number 66? Yeah. They didn't even have, well, they didn't have much Doctor Who in America. Well, yeah. It's a pretty cult fandom over there. Wow. Yeah, that's not bad, really, is it? Yeah, that's weird. And in New Zealand, mate, you said, well, give it a number one. Number one in New Zealand. Yep. Uh, It was number four in the... Wow. It's got more of a global reach than I expected. Yeah. 
Alright boys, it's Davey! Oh, hey. Davey! What's Listen. up? What's, what's happening? What's dropping? This is a little dancey, isn't it? You might like it. Yeah. I liked it. Is it? Oh, I liked it a lot, boys. I gave it a number two and we can report. Number two, wow. Yeah. You don't think it's a bit novelty, Ken? Oh, I love a bit of novelty, mate. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I love a mashup. <laughs> Dance around, you know, it's great. It's true, it is an early example of the mashup genre before it was known as a genre. Yeah. Ken knows. Yeah. And that, well, we will be definitely be seeing these boys again, but we won't be seeing them as the Time Lords. No. But there's a lot more to come from these lads. Okay. Well, the Doctor can travel in time. If he's after some affection, he can travel to the winter time. He can travel to the autumn. Or he could travel to the summer for some summertime love. It's Sabrina with boys, brackets, summertime love. Yes, what a bit it. Yeah. Boys. <laughs> who is Sabrina? Well, Teenage witch. She's, yeah, that's what I was thinking when I was listening. Like, she didn't sound she's like She's an Italian lady. Okay. Yeah, oh, she was like a pin-up. She was like Samantha Fox, like a pin-up that funny. went into a singing career. That's funny, I was listening to it and thought it sounded like it could be a Samantha Fox song. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of a bit, sung a bit poutily. Yeah. You know, I thought it was going to be something like that. Was this the one that also had like a rap section in? Did it? Was did it? Song I'm thinking of? I don't know if it did. I, I just thought it was sort of standard, kind of quite annoying Euro pop. I didn't know there was a rap in it. I think it did think have a rap section in it. I don't remember a rap. No, there definitely wasn't a rap. Right, no. I ended up paying a fair amount of attention to this song because of the video. Perhaps there was no rap in the video. Maybe. But did you, did you watch the video? No. You've missed out on one of the most titillating videos. Titillating? That, yes. That we've had so far. Apparently it was meant to be like a section on an Italian magazine show. And Italian magazine shows are sort of fairly blokey, raunchy things in the yeah. late 80s. So it's sort of her in like a bikini top, sort of frolicking around in a swimming pool. Mainly just her doing that. And she had sort of like a very small little bikini top on. It kept falling. You could see various amounts of her nipples throughout the video and like a whole nipple at one point. Sounds good. But it was too late. Yeah. I'd seen it all. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't think that we got that video in the UK. I think it got it got banned. And that's why it became a little bit more popular. Oh, people were like, I want to see it. this uh, video. That's yeah. how they did it. Nice. I didn't mind the song too much. Yeah, it's just I a bit of right. uh, 80s pop. It was very 80s. Very 80s. And we, you know, we're coming to the end of the 80s. Bit of ear candy, wouldn't it? Ear candy. Oh, I can't watch the video. I was just listening back. It's got a rap section. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, the rap didn't make much of an impression. On oh, I thought you would have remembered it because it was like the sh- really shit slow rapping. That yeah, you but there's like. there's there's better slow rapping on this disc. This like sort of summertime love bit is quite sort of sugary and nice compared to the rest of the song, which is quite kind of in your face, quite sexual and like, uh, isn't it? <laughs> it's sugary. Bye, <laughs> boys. It's yeah, more like a sort of. Uh, Soda stream drink than a, than genuine Coke, isn't it? 
Yeah, I don't know. I've never drank a drink from a soda stream. Or just any drink where you oh, make I? it out of powder. It's like I'm... Angel Delight instead of a proper whipped mousse thing. Strawberry Angel Delight. Like okay. Angel Delight. <laughs> <laughs> it's not butterscotch, it's strawberry Angel Delight. Oh, well, I don't mind any of them, really. Butterscotch is pretty good. No, I'm, I'm just yeah, saying yeah, this song yeah. is a strawberry Angel Delight. Right. Yeah? Oh, yeah. If, you're listening Delight, in, yeah. if you listen in America or New Zealand or whatever, I don't know if you've got Angel Delight, it's basically... Oh, yeah, they definitely have it in America. Yeah, it's quite an American thing, I guess. But it's uh, basically like a packet of powder that you... Was it like powder? You have to buy it from a guy (laughs) (laughs) through your like car window. (laughs) Could have some angel (laughs) delight. That would be a good name for. I've been doing angel delight, man. (laughs) Butterscotch. Name for the angel dust or something. (laughs) It was a big hit in Europe. Yeah, it was covered loads of times by loads of people, but the only one we would heard of. It's the Cheeky Girls. Ah. Uh, oh, I think they changed it to girls and boys. So, you know. More inclusive. Yeah. Yeah. So we can yeah. all enjoy More it. inclusive of a, of a gender binary, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to do with that, do you? <laughs> no, they were trying, weren't they? <laughs> really big hit in France. Sold nearly 700,000 copies. Of course, the tits in the video... They yeah. love all of that. Yeah, yeah. I, like I bet they had the video. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course they did. Uh, UK number three went gold. Wow. Yeah. And George, give it to number three and Erma as well. Wow. Oh, that's right. But it didn't, didn't get out of Europe. Yeah. Because I bloody saw it, didn't I, boys? <laughs> yeah, I heard about it. It's David Kent here. I'm the guy that does the charts in Australia. Yeah, I'm going to need a sample of that song. <laughs> no, you're going to have to send me the video disc. Thank you. <laughs> That's how it went. I gave it a number 11. Number 11? Yeah. yeah. One and another one. <laughs> so crude, David. Yeah. Are we going to see Sabrina again? Apparently. Wow. Well, I don't know if she's back. Do you want her back, Harry? What, who? Sabrina, do you want her back? No, I want Siobhan Fahey back. <laughs> okay. Well, Banana Rama want you back. That's yeah. right. I want you back. I want you back <laughs> by Banana Rama. I think I want you back. This has gotta be this has gotta be a sore production, surely. It is. Sore jobby. It it's is. got all the hallmarks of a stock aching woman thing. Yeah. It's got it just sounded the pretty- drum tinny drum machine thing, the horn lines on the keyboard, the weird chord changes which I think more and more aren't a clever songwriting device they're just a bunch of people who don't really know how to write songs and accidentally don't realise that you can't put that chord in a progression (laughs) because it's weird this has got a bridge that does some weird chord changes which is quite nice and the chorus is about as yeah it's a really obnoxious chorus I think the bridge does something interesting and again it's so sickly sweet yeah give you tooth decay just listening to this when I heard it 
it sounded very much like I should be so lucky in love. I was just like, wow, it sounds like they've used like all the same synths and stuff and drum machine. And yeah. like, all it the was, same. They're not very good singers, Banana Rama. No, they're, they're not, not pretty flat. Um, they're flat, really not flat in the pitch sense. They're just fairly bland. Yeah, there's not really uh, a lot of fire in their voices. And uh, yeah, it's just production line stuff. But it made more an impression on me than the last couple of Banana Rama songs. Yeah, it was a bit more fun. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it sounded a little bit like sort of early level of Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> That's <laughs> you know, good. Had that kind of, no, it wasn't that good. Especially the intro. It was like, I could imagine, like, you know, starting off getting killed by the first monkey up a fucking tree. <laughs> <laughs> but I still, I, I still feel like I hear it and I just hear cash registers ringing. Yeah. I don't hear a love of music. I just hear, like, this fucking, how are we going to make some money? Let's uh, shove that chord there, that chord there. Banana Rama, you get in here, you do that. Loads of money. They re-recorded this one with their new member. Oh. Yeah, Jackie O'Sullivan. Jackie O'Sullivan. Yeah. Sounds like a snooker player. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's Ronnie O'Sullivan's mum. They did a bit of a, a bit of a 2018 in their video. Really? Yeah. They sort of did some things where they were larking about there's a few different scenes one where they were doing a bit of a dance act and there were some guys in cages as well oh they like those yeah. sexy guys in their videos at one point they were dressed as the Supremes wow yeah and they dressed all of themselves as the Supremes and sort did of, they black up yeah they blacked up yeah fuck oh, nice. yeah you can't do that anymore <clears throat> No. That's not a 2018. That is, they did a 2018. Did they really? And people go, it's 2018. Everyone always tell you what the year is if you do something naughty. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What you get is people on YouTube are always going, who's listening to this song in 2018? Still repping this song. Yeah, Yeah. I'm 11 and I like this song. (laughs) 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 Fucking YouTube. Funny because it's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do see oh. that. So, yeah, so this was a bit of a mess, wasn't it? It's too fucking chirpy. The chorus is so chirpy, but then it then it throws in this minor chord, and it's like, oh, a little minor Ooh. chord there. Yeah, but again, I don't think it's done out of skill. It's yeah. just done out of blind luck while you're counting your wads of cash. I haven't really liked any Banana Rama. You know, no, no. been like, oh, this is great. Like, yeah, they oh, were- lovely some Banana Rama. I kind of wonder if maybe we've got a bit of a madness syndrome and we, we've missed some, you know, pre-83 yeah, maybe. gems from them. We missed what they did with the Fun Boy 3, didn't we? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that song. Anyway. The Fun Boys. Hey, Fun Boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was a UK number five. <laughs> Windy Willows. It was a number ten in New Zealand, mate. Number ten in New yeah. Zealand. All right, all right. Oh, I stuck it right up there in my Kent. Because uh, I love them girls. I told you. Oh, I'm a sucker for the banana ram. <laughs> <laughs> oh, especially that new one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ronnie Ale Sullivan. Yeah, I'll give it a number three, mate. Wow. They do always seem to do pretty well in Australia. That's weird. I've noticed yeah. they do well in Australia. I thought I've been looking for now CDs in charity shops and vinyls, and they're really hard to find. No yeah. one, no one's given them to charity they, shops. You, you're kind of lucky <clears throat> if you find something below sort of mid forties, early fifties. Not a lot of the earlier ones about. In fact, I saw people commenting on the now Facebook page. They were complaining about how hard it was to get 
the early editions, oh. one and two, and they should re-release them. Tiffany, <laughs> I think we're alone now. Yeah. I like this song. Yeah, oh, like not, this not, song. not this particular, anything about this particular iteration. I just yeah, like the no, song. Yeah, the Guys Loud version's better. Is it yeah. Lainey Lovett? Yeah. She did it as well. Awesome production. Yeah. The Girls Loud version. It was a Tommy James and the Shondells jobby yeah. uh, originally. I quite like that version. It's got a good bridge. It's a yeah. good bridge. That running just as fast as we can bit. It's good. Yeah, Tiffany didn't want to want to do it though. It's not hip enough, mate. It's not, uh, not modern she, enough. She made it hip though. Yeah, she was only about sixteen or so wow. think, when they recorded this one. Yeah, her singing, she sort of slurs some of the bits. It's weird. It's like because she, she's a bit sort of young or whatever. She's not quite. She's a bit pissed. Yeah, yeah probably. Pops. Yeah, too much. Like too much. Too young, isn't it? <laughs> she's probably crashing, messing all the takes. Ah, oh, what if we've made a monster here, Tiffany? <laughs> <laughs> fucking do it live, mate. I'll do it live. It's an album. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. Do you know much about Tiffany? I don't really know much about her. Than more than she was like really huge for like a small amount of time, like a year or so, and then kind of went away completely. And she was always like, oh, whatever happened to her? Because she was like a big star. We watched that film, didn't Did I watch that with you about the guy, Tiffany Stalker? Oh, shit. No, I don't think I've watched that. But uh, yeah, I've seen that. that. Yeah, it's a really good documentary. It's <laughs> mental. Really good stalking. There's, yeah, like, there's like a few. They're like super mega Tiffany fans. And they're like all the guys really? who've been obsessed since the really? 80s. <sighs> if you're going to be obsessed with someone. And a bit, trying to get a bit close and touch yeah. her and her security yeah. or all that. She was quite scared of them. <sighs> That'd be well annoying, wouldn't it? Like, I think come on, I haven't even released a single for like ages come on man isn't it called I think we're alone now or something oh, probably yeah but yeah that's good it's worth a watch watch it if you can I think it's a pretty good song and uh, I'm surprised because I didn't like the other Tommy James and the Shondells one the um, Moni Moni didn't think a lot of that mm. I think I even said at the time that I think we're alone now is better yeah, I've liked all yeah. the versions. None of the versions I've heard, uh, this isn't doesn't do anything particularly different that the other versions I've heard does. No. But in that way, it kind of... Surely. It's probably a safe bet not to try and fuck up the song too much. Just stick with it, bash it out. I still say listen to the Girls Aloud version if you can listen to one. Well, there's one <laughs> before that as well that I think it's... Lena Love it. Is, yeah, it is. You've not got that sweet Xenomania production. Yeah, the production is good on the Girls Aloud version. Yeah. And instead of one sort of slightly weak singer, you get five different weak yeah. singers and you get to enjoy hearing their little various deficiencies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's also been covered by the punk band Snuff. Yeah. yeah. The Killers. And I'm smoking a fag. 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 I'm smoking a fag.
Most importantly, Weird Al did a version called I Think I'm a Clone Now. Yeah, I was like a Weird Al song where he doesn't resort to a food metaphor. Yeah. Well, that's more his early stuff that he Yeah, that's his, his first few albums were pretty food heavy and then he yeah he sort of went away from that. So the video was filmed in like various malls in around because she used to play in loads of malls apparently. That's what yeah. that's what the kids like. Don't yeah, yeah, loads of malls in Utah and for some reason the Birmingham Bull Ring in England. Oh, well. that's the classic one. Yeah. What's the bull there? Uh, I don't know. Is that what it's got? <laughs> Is it got a big bull? Yeah, the bull There's ring. A big, uh, in a ring. Really? Yeah. Well, it just runs around and round. Yeah. And he, hey, I, I, go see the bull. Hey, oh, look, there it goes. Whoa. And there's some people <laughs> like there, their mates to get in there. That's cruel. Yeah. To yeah, keep fine. a bull like that in no, a the ring. the bull's really happy there. Wouldn't it get deformed on one side? Like, like, <laughs> what it, like the thing in Free Willy. Like the, <laughs> the, the, the killer whale in Free Willy. I don't know. Yeah, well, they should think about that. Think, <laughs> think about that, yeah. Sort that out, because I'm not happy about it. <laughs> Take the bull out, put it in a straight line, and it can't fucking can't deal with it. The video was also featured in the movie Ted, and the song was on the soundtrack, and it was in the sequel, so it what must the, form a, some sort of a part of the what, one with the teddy bear. Is it? Yeah, that's yeah, the one. McFarlane. Yeah, should we do some charts? Yes, I'm please. Ready for the charts? Hi there. It's, uh, <laughs> oh no! It's your favorite former president, Bill Clinton, who was a number one in the U.S. Yeah. And it knocked Moni Moni off number one. Wow. Yeah, it's way out of the Moni Moni. Yeah, wow, that's a weird. Tommy Jones. It was a good week Tommy for Jones. Tommy James. Wasn't yeah. It? it was a number one on the Springbok Radio. Hello. I'm Eugene de la Blanche. <laughs> I've got the micro penis. <laughs> I just wanted to Allegedly. get the line, I've got a micro penis in South African dialect. Just wanted to say it because it's really fun to say. I've got the micro penis. I'm Eugene Terra Blanche and I've got the micro penis. Not allegedly, because you can't slander the dead. <laughs> well, it was a number one in New Zealand, mate. Wow. See it? And it was a number one in Canada. Fucking big hit. Yeah, it was a gold record. Well, it was also, also a gold here. It went to number one in Australia. It went to number 13 on the Aria chart. The Kent, it was slightly lower. Oh. Because this is this, this time, in it, Kent? This switch over, mate. Whoa. Yeah. What are we going to do? What are we going to do about it? We're going to have to, you know, are we going to get rid of Kent? Because he's... No, he can't. Kent's my mate. He's ends, we, isn't he? We've been out. No, we're supposed to make him think that we're going to sack him and then oh, okay. trick him. And I go, nah, not really. He it's... knows that. Oh, no, you're not going to fucking get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get rid of me. I'm in your head now. Yeah. <laughs> and it'd be nice to hear if he agrees with the Arias. Yeah, well. He can go rogue. <laughs> he's, go he still rogue compiles his chart books for many, many more years. Well, so, yeah. you know, he's, he is doing that at the same time. They've just stopped licensing him out. Well, for his name and you stuff. You can take Kent out of the out of the list, but you can't take the list out of Kent. Yeah. yeah. That's the way it works. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't in it for the, the fame and the money, was he? He was in no. it for the love of charts. Oh, yeah, he was in it for the lists. Yeah. Right? That's what he lives for. <laughs> Do you know his favourite composer is? Yep. Chopin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tchaikovsky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so number one in the UK... It knocked Heaven is a Place on Earth off number one. Wow. 
and it was knocked off by I Should Be So Lucky by Kylie. Uh, so it's a good time to be like a young lady singer. There's tons of them on here. Yeah, they all get number on one. So if the other songs, yeah, I think that. we were on the last now. Yeah, this one got released nice. a bit later. That is the last we're going to be seeing of old Tiffany. Oh, yeah, wow. one and done, one and done, and a number one as well. Number one and done. Well, that was Tiffany. Here's another young lady. It's Hazel Dean with Who's Leaving Who. This is another sore job, isn't it? Again, it? better bridge than the chorus. Yeah. The chorus, the bridge is not, the chorus is pretty obnoxious and it has some pretty weak. I just think the who's leaving who, is it me or is it you? It's just, it's like, it's like yeah. what a six year old. It's really right, like, isn't predictable, it? innit? Yeah. It's like, yeah. You it's, say that though, there's a line at the start where you've, there's a really obvious rhyme and they just don't use a word that doesn't rhyme with any of it. <laughs> Again, it's not skill. She's not a great singer, but she's a. I feel like she's got a bit more technique than Banana Rama yeah, or Kylie I, I, have. Yeah. I thought this was better than Banana Rama. I quite like this one. Which is sort of a bit of a comeback for old Hazy, okay. Hazy Babes. It was her uh, first UK hit for four years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. If that Banana Rama one sort of saw by the numbers, this is proper, like, saw by the numbers but uh, it's, it's, you're painting like, the lyrics were funny colours. as well you know like I say all the simple rhymes and yeah. the, the whole fact that the like that, is like yeah. they don't know who's who's dumping who yeah <laughs> it made me laugh when I first heard it I was like, yeah, well, we had like who, yeah, someone's who got found it. who didn't we last time now we've got who's leaving who yeah yeah this was written by Mark Spiro and Jack White Oh, not from the white stripes. stripes. No, not from the white stripes. <laughs> this guy's actually pretty interested. He was unlike <laughs> <laughs> the white stripes. Yeah, that guy's interesting. Is he married to his sister? Is it his ex-wife? Oh, look, he's playing some blues. Oh, he's got a red and white guitar. Yeah, okay, he's not that interesting. <laughs> yeah. Now this Jack White was born Horst Nussbaum. Horst Nussbaum. Yeah, yeah. He was German. He had a football career. In the 1960s. Oh, that's why yeah. I really liked him. Yeah, he played most notably for PSV Eindhoven. Oh. Yeah, and he was also club president of Tennis Borussia Berlin for, like, three years, I think. Well. Yeah. He changed his name to make it easier to deal with UK talent and sort of managers and things. Just easier, because he's a big record producer and stuff. And your man Mark Spiro is best known for writing, possibly best known for writing Saltwater, the Julian Lennon song, which we didn't end up. I've heard the name. No, I think we are getting that. Okay. Funny feeling that's going to come up. But this was originally recorded by Canadian country singer Anne Murray, who is Andy Murray's mum. (laughs) (laughs) It does have a bit of a country twang to it, I found, rather than just your standard poppy sugary, high energy. She had a bit of a, bit of a country twang. A bit of a voice. rasp. Yeah. yeah. I think I'd like to hear her with a better song. See what she yeah. can do. Yeah. It's quite annoying that there's these people with good voices. There never seems to be a good vehicle for them. Like Jackie Graham was another one. Yeah. Give them something. Whereas earlier we were getting you know. like really in- Bad singing on a lot of the songs. Yeah. Where were these guys then? Yeah. Video was pretty standard, boring stuff, really. Her dancing about. She was pushing past some people on the stairs over and over again as part of a story. I'm not really 
It was boring, so I didn't really <laughs> care about it. Fair play. <laughs> Let's do the charts. Then. Yeah. UK number four. Not bad. Not bad. And in Ireland, they said, oh, we love that Hazel Dean. What? Hazelnut tea, you say? No, I'll just have me in one normal one, please. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a number two. Number two? Yeah. And a number 44 in New Zealand, mate. Yeah, that's nice it. And that's, that's all for Hazel Dean as well. There we go. We've had a, a lot of ladies mm. in a row here. Well, let's have some men. At least one man. I don't know who else is in the band. There's uh, ladies in two. that as well. Okay. Let's have a mixture of men and women. It's the communards. There's more to love. That was my gold voice. (laughs) There is more to love. But there isn't for me, because this felt really muted. Even even Jimmy didn't feel like... It felt like he was being restrained. Yeah, his singing was was really like... I don't know, it just seems like his singing's not nice to listen to unless he's singing... So he's sort of still singing high, but just sort of not as... Like a crazy wow. high falsetto that he's usually doing. The whole thing just sounds really production yeah. as well. It just it needs to be let off the tether a bit, really mm. like hemmed in. And I think back to that one they did, you know, the the good one. What was the good one? There's a few good ones. There was You Are My Boy. I like that one. Nah, that one. The one that was the way. cover. Yeah, don't leave don't me this way. This way. Yeah. That had like a, that had a lot of energy to it. And this, this is low yeah. energy. This is anything. sort of like a light, fluffy pop song, though. You know, yeah. I just thought his singing sounded really rubbish on this. Yeah, I didn't think it, it sounded that bad. Usually, right. but I think usually he's just singing in a higher register. That's a bit more. Well, I think that sounds more crazy sometimes yeah. when he starts doing that. Yeah, I thought this was in a better key for him. Really. Nah, I didn't, nah. I didn't like it. I found though the lyrics were good. Yeah, I, I like that. Well, I just remember the chorus. Well, wasn't it? it was like, you know, there's more to love than boy meets girl. I guess they're talking about the fact that, you know, they're yeah. gay. And what's all yeah. that Spanish talking about yeah. as well? I would have liked so, to... You know, there's more to love than that. Could be a boy and a boy or a girl and a girl. That's what I assume they were trying to say. I'd have liked it better <laughs> if it was there's more to love. Like, it's a song about being into chubby people. You know. Well, it's about oh, being yeah. to anyone. They want more to love. You can love a chubby woman or man. They, they weren't just, going on about weight. <laughs> just to be clear, nothing wrong with being chubby. Nothing wrong with, well, unless you're Roy Chubby Brown, there might be something wrong <laughs> with that, I don't know. Uh, no, he's alright, he's alright, he's just a bit... He's good in the League of Gentlemen. <laughs> Roy Chubby Brown. Royston. Yeah. Royston Basie. They're just sort of larking about in front of a white background in the vid. Uh, yeah. is, is he looking as awkward as usual? No, he's having fun. Okay, Reverend think. Richard Coles is doing some dancing about as well, and there's a lady in it, but I don't know who it is. It's not Sarah Jane Morris. This was only in the UK number 20. Okay, are they on there? And an the Irish number 10. This is the Communard's last single. Wow. Ever. Ever? Yeah. What happened to them? They just stopped. What happened? I, think, I don't know. I, just, I, I can't remember what Rich, Richard Coles goes on to become a reverend and do a load of other stuff as well. But, yeah, I don't really know why they stopped. Well, some of it will do anything else. 
I think he did because I saw in a petrol station a CD and it was the best of Jimmy Savile, oh, yeah. the Communards, and Bronski beat. Yeah, because he comes, he does. He's, yeah, because he comes back with like hurt so good in the nineties and stuff. Yeah, okay. he's definitely coming back. So we might get okay, yeah, but we won't be getting any more Communards, I'm afraid. Oh, well, they had a good run. So, no more communards. No. Might be good news uh, if you're into them, or if you're not into them, then you just got lucky. Uh, it's Jermaine Stewart with Get Lucky. Yeah, it's Jermaine to get lucky. <laughs> I'm a fun <laughs> to get down. Uh, I quite like this one. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember it. God, yeah, it was pretty forgettable, I think. That was alright. I can't remember it. It It wasn't as good as... uh, Had it go. Because he had a song on the last one, didn't he? He's had more than one song. You didn't remember him the last time he was on. The last time was Say It Again. Yeah, and before... Say It Again. Before Say It Again. Well, this one wasn't even as good as that. He did, we need to take our clothes off. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, this one wasn't as good. Uh, I can't remember how it goes now. Yeah. I remember I liked it. Can't be that good, can it? No, it can't. But it was, I think, as far as this disc goes, it was better than a lot. Maybe it's because it wasn't a high NRG hit. No. It was written by your boy Errol Brown from Hot Chocolate. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Simon Climby out of Climby Fisher. Oh, Uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh he had some brilliant hair in the video do you see his lovely no, I didn't see oh it. he had a lovely hairsprayed sort of pompadour thing happening yeah it was amazing so, yeah they saw like swan wings with like a little ponytail out of the back nice yeah he just needs better songs I think he's a good yeah, singer yeah, he's yeah, sounds, like he, at first I thought it was uh, Jimmy DeBarge or whatever he's called your man from DeBarge yeah because it sounded I was like oh it sounds like a sort of Michael Jackson yeah he's sort of like a pound singer. shop Michael Jackson and then he? there was some real Jackson-esque moments yeah, this is what I mean. If he had some like songs that were written as good as MJ's, he probably could have been a really big old yeah. deal. So, Videotron. He's dancing on a sort of set, looks like a street. Obviously street a set. Lot set that he's just dancing about. Sort of like the way you make me feel video a little bit. Did he a hump the floor? A bit like that. He didn't hump the floor, though. No, uh, he didn't. That's why Jackson's a he superstar. Didn't. He did sort of strike me as someone that might have a bizarre personal life like Michael Jackson. But I don't think like he did beyond possibly being being a homosexual. People don't really seem to know. But it seemed like he was... Because some people were like, oh, yeah, he was like one of the first openly gay stars and he was Ugh. really open about it. And then other people were like, no, he didn't talk about it in interviews. In interviews, he was talking about his taste in women and stuff like that. So yeah, I don't know what to think. I saw the video for his last song and there was loads of sexy women that he was yeah. sort of like flirting with in the video, supposedly, and like dancing with and stuff. So that doesn't mean someone's not gay. Yeah, but he's obviously not openly sort of showing yeah. off if he's got loads of ladies I, that he's dancing yeah. with. Still wasn't a good time to be openly gay, though. Yeah. yeah. Somerville was doing it. Yeah. yeah. I shouldn't have really likened being gay to having a bizarre personal life. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. You said, yeah. I don't think... But I guess at the time it was be considered bizarre. It's sort of... Yeah, back then it wasn't as, like, you know, accepted as it is now. No. You probably would have got some stick for it. I guess you might do now, but more stick <laughs> back then. Stick. It was the biggest. The yeah. bit of ripped stick. Bit of <laughs> 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 fun. Like. 
It was a number 14, Andy Irma. And uh, we went one better in the UK. We gave it a 13. Yep. What's up, Brozart? Yo. (laughs) Brozart. Yo, man. It was on the US dance chart number 12, dude. It's terribly (laughs) too Yeah. And that is the last we'll be seeing of Jermaine Stewart. So I thought we'd just be like, right, okay, who was he then? He had something to do with Culture Club, if wow. you believe that, yeah. He was a soul-trained dancer, and he narrowly missed out on being in Shalimar. Ooh! Yeah, but he did go on to, like, tour with them anyway as a dancer. Um, but Mikey Craig, the bass player from Culture Club, helped him, like, get get his break. Basically, when he came to England, he met up with him and was like, oh, yeah, he noticed he was a really good singer. And I think he let him do some backing on Culture Club or something and, like, helped him out. So there you go. Nice, and he's a dancer. Is he an actor? Oh, I don't know. Is he a trouble threat? Yeah, well, I don't think he's been in any films. Uh, But yeah, he did eventually, uh, he died of AIDS in the early 90s, I think. Oh, yeah. shame. So yeah, that's that's the last we'll be seeing of him. I liked him. Well, I thought this song's alright, and I liked the other (laughs) song. Yeah, I, yeah I liked him. Well, I mean, I, I forgot know. the first one. I, I can't say I know much about his back catalogue. No. He has one really good song. His back catalogue doesn't have its own name, like God's Own Medicine Cabinet, does it? Yeah. Jermaine's own box of stuff. <laughs> box of songs. <laughs> God, Why not enjoy a nice can of Relentless? Ah, it's relentlessly good. change my love for you. And now, nothing's gonna change my love for you, Glenn Medeiros. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've got some stories to tell. <laughs> I was saying, song. before you got here to Harry, I was like, I bet Jacob will have a lot to say about this. Yeah, well, take you back a few years. Basically, the backstory is that myself and Martin are very close in age. His birthday's the day after mine. I'm the older, wiser one by six hours. And uh, we have this thing where, to mark the transition from my birthday to his, we would have a song with a key change in it and we'd time the key change for the stroke of midnight so, you know, it symbolise the moving of one birthday to another. The kind of more intense the key change was, the better. And the second year we did it, we had this song. Was it the second year? What was our first year key change? Oh, it's Rainbow. Rainbow was the first one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We've also had Man in the Mirror. Yeah. I Want to Be the Only One by Eternal. <laughs> oh, that's a good key change. Uh, Baked Potato, <laughs> George <laughs> Dawes. That was one of them. Anyway, the first time I heard this key change, it's so bad. I felt him, I fell over him. <laughs> it's, it's really like, it's, it like takes about half a bar to kind of settle into the new key. It's like really awkward ratcheting up. Doesn't um, it immediately drop down again after like a couple of bars as well? I'm pretty sure know. it did. It's, it's like, it's go, it goes up a key. And then back down. Back down. <laughs> like, what's the point? Some other stuff about the song. Uh, it's got a glorious room shot. The reverb on uh, the rim, rim is like amazing. so eighties. I like the way that Glenn isn't that good singer, but he, he does that thing where he tries to do go a bit above his level when he does like the home and now encouragement <laughs> now. He tries to go a bit Rick Astley, and he he's not very good for it. His pronunciation's bad. He shouldn't that. be able to sing that low because he's only like sixteen when he is young. It. Yeah. 
it's a song that's so corny and bad that I love it. It's like a so bad it's good song. I really like me. it as well. Yeah. But I think like I can't hear this song without thinking of you because the first time I ever heard it, it was like you were just like listen to this key change. Yeah, yeah. I had the I had the twelve inch. He's not the first person to do the song. Oh yeah, it was first recorded in 1985 by George Benson. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. George Benson Phillips. <laughs> yeah, George Benson Phillips. <laughs> yeah, it's written by Michael Massa and Jerry Goffin. Yeah, he's a teacher now, I think, Glenn Medeiros. Well, yeah, yeah, he's been a songwriter, hotel host, teacher, school principal, and a stand-up comedian. Wow, well. I want to see him do comedy. I want to see him do some comedy. Yeah, he does it. At, I think he did it at this hotel or something with like a really good comic. <laughs> He said the comic he did it with was really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he actually went on to have a number one hit late in a few years I with uh, She Ain't Worth It featuring Bobby Brown. She Ain't Worth It. Wow. Yeah. I want to hear that. Yeah, I don't, we're not getting that one, though. Yeah, it's just his sort of classic balladry, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> isn't the yeah. video, he's on a beach. For, oh, it's, it's so mega awkward cheesy. and so mega low budget. Loads of, like, white fades. And, and then he's, like, riding a horse with Yeah, he's riding a horse on the beach. It's, like, nice. the cheesiest thing ever in the history of the world. Yeah, it's so good, isn't it? So I was, yeah. I was coming in expecting you to hate this, Harry. I thought you'd really hate it. <sighs> no, it's just, like, it's so cheesy, isn't it? You it's, can't... It is catchy as it well. Not, so. It's not true. Yeah, it doesn't like. It's not irritating, really. It falls all right. Did you like the guitar solo? Yeah, I thought that all the guitar bits should have been saxophone. <laughs> well, much better. There on the twelve inch that I had of this, there was like an extended mix Whoa. where the saxophone was like playing a lot of the vocal melody. They yeah. do like a verse with just the saxophone doing the melody. Oh, yeah, like, see, that's fucking, what you want. That's what yeah. you need. It was a number one in the Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course it was. That was a number one on the Arva. Oh my god! Yeah. Reds are such a fucking big hit. Yeah. It was a number twelve on the Billboard boy. Oh yeah. fuck you, Billboard! And it was number ten on the Kent. Uh, number one in the UK for four weeks. Oh, fuck yeah! yeah. It was it was? It knocked off "I Owe You Nothing" by Bros. Oh, yeah. fuck you, bros. Yeah, and it was knocked off by The Only Ways Up by Yaz and the Plastic Population. Yeah, and that's the last we'll be seeing yeah. a Glenny Glenn. Boy Madeira. Oh, I reckon... Uh, I was so happy reckon, to see this song pop up. <laughs> yeah. I reckon this was a, a few people's first dance. Yeah, and first fuck. You have to be so crude. <laughs> the, uh, the first time they made love. <laughs> <laughs> Right, what's next? S Express. S Express. The theme from the S theme. Express. Yeah, the theme from S Express. As if it's some sort of TV show or something. It's not. I fucking want that. Oh, this was shit. Another. What? I really liked it. What, what, what was to like about it? Was it was like, it sounded like a 90s dance song. 
sound like an early yeah. version of a nice song. It had a good hook. Yeah. I can't remember any of the fucking hooks from half these songs, but I got the hearts for you. It's got a good bass line. <laughs> there was some good bass in it. I remember here, like, thinking, oh, that's some good bass. This was the, after Glenn Medeiros, this was the, which I already knew, but this was the first song I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can get down to this. Yeah. Yes, it was uh, mainly samples Rolls Royces. Oh, I'll be hearing from them later. Uh, Is it Love You're After and TZ's I've Got the Hots for You. That's obviously where they got that bit from. I liked it way more than all that generic house that we had on there. Oh, yeah, it was better than the generic house. The sort of production quality was better than all the house on those last discs as well. Yeah, I thought you could definitely have a dance to this. It's It's got enough bits to keep you interested, especially, like, you know... When you're having having it, you know, having it large and that, we can have it large. The S E Espresso. Espresso. Yeah, what was it, DJ? I'd I'd play this. I'd play a bit of Glenn at the end of the night to wind people down. But I'd play this for a little bit of. um, I'd just play Glenn Materials twice instead of playing this. I'd probably sandwich it between uh, Mr. Vane by Culture Beat. Oh yeah, classic. Maybe some kind of uh, '90s hip hop. Maybe. I don't know. Might, <laughs> might put a bit of white lines afterwards. Yeah. The hi-hat in this is uh, someone spraying an aerosol can. Is it? Really? Like, yeah. I like it. But only for two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you know what the S-Express is? No. It's the 42nd Street shuttle in the New York subway. That's the S-Express. Oh, I thought it was like a way of saying sex-press. Without yeah. being censored. Um, nice Sexpress. Or maybe the S. The, the S in, Expre- in S-Express is actually the sound of an aerosol express. Yeah. Video was sort of a ravey, ravey dance, psychedelic trip sort of jobby. Yeah, uh, nice. so it's creeping in now. We're going to get some some real rave stuff going on, I guess. Did they do that thing where... Because yeah. they he's, well, they've just sampled. They don't have a proper singer on it. They get someone pretty in for the video to mime to it. They yeah, that. they did that. They got a very yeah. pretty lady in to mime to it. Oh, it's all beginning. This song featured in Arthur and the Invisibles. It was a 2006 uh, film by Luke Besson. Yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. Based, I I, based I, on some books that he wrote. He worked at the cinema when that came out. I remember, uh, I remember that coming out. Nice. Here it was shite. <laughs> Charts. Yes, please. That was a number two on the armor. Ah, they did very good. Large. Yeah, the number seven in New Zealand, mate. Was a number ninety-one on the Billboard, boy. Yeah, sorry. Then it got to number one on the US dance. But guess what, Brozart? You're right. It got to number one on the US dance. Yes. <laughs> and. Hey, man! It's totally tubular! It was a number one on the Canadian dance chart! <laughs> <laughs> and a number 11 uh, on the Kent Report! I was going to say, Kent must like this. Yeah. He loves having it large. Yeah, uh, so yeah, UK number one, Knocked Off Heart by the Pet Shop Boys, and it was dislodged by Fairground Attraction with Perfect... Don't even know who they it's are. Like, no, it's like it's got to be. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, it was in my it was in my roundup of songs that didn't make it onto now. Oh. I need a snappier, snappier name for that. But section. I wouldn't have. Yeah, I wouldn't have known that that was that song because I've never heard of a fairground attraction. Push it good. Ah, push it. 
Okay, yeah. it's time to push it. <laughs> Martin's dabbing. <laughs> <laughs> Martin's I'm fucking dabbing on you. Guy. I'm just a cool guy. Dabbing on you. <laughs> well, somebody passed me the salt and pepper because it's time to push it. Push it with salt and salt and salt, salt and, and pepper. pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this song yeah yeah it's good I like it I don't know I've uh, heard it enough that I was like you know I think oh it's still great uh, it's got that cool sort of dancey hip hop electro thing yeah. going on yeah you know it's got it's a proper got drop in it it's got a drop in it like a modern dance song would have I think I just expect there's going to be good rapping in it and then you listen to it and you're like oh it's more of a dance song than a rap song isn't it yeah they like you their... just go, ooh, baby, yeah, baby. Yeah, they take a lot of rapping. Baby, baby, <laughs> ooh. It's catchy, though. I like their brash. Their bra- I've got a lot of time for salt and pepper and Spinderella. Wow. I've got a lot of time for them. Okay. They're just fun. Like, I like them. Like, like their big jackets. <laughs> you know? I like their brassy attitudes. I thought you said you like their bras. No. <laughs> and I like their bras. You know, they're just going out there and being, being some rappers and that. Yeah. They're getting on with it, aren't they? Like it. Had some tater tays though, didn't it? Yeah. I like the fact that the bass line is a hook in itself and then the melody comes yeah. in and they they're harmonies of each other but they're still they're each it's full of hooks really, the ooh baby baby is like really hooky and then all the push it and then <sighs> I like the way the push it bit leaps to a completely different key just shove that in there yeah. but you know it's good yeah. fun synth sounds sounds like you could do a cover on like a five pound keyboard and it would sound about the same mm. this is a Grammy nominated song really oh yeah Kelsey Grammar oh yeah Kelsey Grammar's favourite song of the year <clears throat> yeah they reissued the uh, album off the back of this single doing well and really it sold over a million copies in the US Nice. Pretty good, girls. It was a minor hit in the UK at number 41 until they performed at Nelson's 70th birthday bash. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, they got Nelson. He loved them. Got they chased the lyrics, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. And Nelson was his favourite. Push it. <laughs> it was. It's kind of sustained him through the last part of his jail term. <laughs> they were discovered by Hurley Lovebug Azor, yeah. who was some sort of hip-hop Svengali, I think, because he also discovered Kid... N play, mm, yeah. So they had, this, they had a similar naming thing as well. They were yeah. sort of like the the male salt and pepper kid and play. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I remember them boys. I remember kid and play. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Full House or something? What was that film called? House Party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this was originally a B side to their single Tramp as well. Sounds a bit offensive. Yeah. Well, you know, they can do Ooh, what they like. Trampy, trampy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. It was a number two in the UK. Okay. It almost got that it's top a minor spot. hit. It sounds like it was quite a big hit. Yeah, well, it was a minor hit until they went Nelson's oh, Bash. Oh, until they yeah. played Nelson's Bash. It went right up there. Reissued and everything. The Mandela effect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in the US, there was a number 19 on the billboard, boy. Well, what was it in the dance chart? I don't know. Nothing on the dance chart. <laughs> you don't need the dance chart if it charts on the regular billboard. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, 
it might have done all right, but it's got number nineteen on the on the normal one. That's good. That's, yeah, you can shake stupid, your phone though. at me all you like. It was number four in New Zealand, mate. Oh, nice, mate. Yeah. Then on Irish number six, it was a number seven in the Canada. On the Kent Report, yeah, I love them. I love them salts and them peppers. I love all the seasoning that you can put on a food. <laughs> I put just pour a load of Spinderella on it. Lovely job. Number three. Number three. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Okay, pop fans, the next song is Derek B, Bad Young Brother. Yeah. Derek B. Derek B. I listened to this and I heard the bit where it's like, Derek B, you're the bad mother. And I was like, oh, is it Eric B? From Eric B and Rakim. And then I looked at it, it's Derek B. And I was like, oh, it's just some guys trying to rip off Eric B. (laughs) The one and only Derek (laughs) that's ever been featured on a now, I think. Yeah. Derek B. I don't have a lot to say about it, but I did enjoy it. It's nice bit of old school hip hop. Yeah, it was quite good. The rapping was like good in places and then really cringeworthy in the 80s and other. I quite like the, how he was doing the scratching. Yeah. It was quite interesting. It really reminded me of, um, that Jay Z song, uh, 99 Problems, but a bitch ain't one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. It's a bit rocky. We're a few years past the old, you know, I'm rapping at the speed of sound. I'm gonna knock you to the ground. Well, that's why I yeah. thought we'd like But we're not quite up to Eminem's level. That's like rapping. Well, he did get a bit of stick for the way that he rapped because he rapped in an assumed American accent. So you're not okay. American? Well, there's no, the bit where he Derek's says, like, British. we don't get paid in dollars, we get hang paid on, in pounds on. with the king of London town. And I was like, okay, okay so I guess they're, they're British, but it didn't it didn't sound British. God, unfortunately, this isn't the last we'll be hearing of British people putting on American accents, yeah. is it? I don't know, I thought it sounded fairly sort of generic hip hop yeah. kind of vibe to it. But like yeah, it was hard to tell from the video whether it was Derek rapping or DJing no, no, because he's, he's talking about himself DJing and stuff, I think. Like I think that's what's happening. No, Derek B kept seeing. Oh, I thought he kept saying like because he sings like about how Derek's the best DJ and he's yeah. the best MC. So he's like, oh, I won this for my MCing, and Derek won a Grammy for scratching or something. Yeah, but then who's the rapper? I guess I don't pretty know. sure it's just Derek again. No, I guess I'm pretty sure it is just Derek. I guess again. maybe he's just got a featured rapper on there that's not getting mm. any props. Yeah, but it was him that was criticised for rapping in an assumed American accent. Okay, so like, it was really confusing. So fuck knows, but I like him because he helped to write the Anfield rap. That was uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. This bad boy was a UK number sixteen, and that is it. No more Derek B, I'm afraid. So, from hip-hop to one of the people who was sampled many, many times in hip-hop, 
It's James Brown with yeah, the payback baby. mix. Brackets part one, close brackets, open brackets, medley, close brackets. <laughs> Is that our first double bracket song? I think so. <laughs> so we had brackets at the start, but this is the first time I've seen two sets of brackets. What are yeah. you saying, Harry? What do you think? Um, I like the get on up beginning bit. Yeah. That's just a really good intro to a song. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not really into my mega mixes. Unless they're like really well put together like that Gloria Estefan one. Oh, that Gloria Estefan <laughs> one is fucking amazing. Isn't yeah. It? And I think it's just because I don't like Gloria Estefan enough to listen to the full songs. But when yeah. you just get those little snippets, you're like, yeah. wow, there's some, there's some pretty good stuff in there. Yeah. It just yeah. sort of reminds you that there's a lot of good James Brown songs. Um, yeah. It's, I think it's probably good if you don't know James Brown. It'd be a nice little... You know, maybe some people heard this one. I'll check that out. Check out Funky Drummer and Sex Machine and all those songs. Yeah, it just it just makes you think of that interview that I've probably mentioned before, where James Brown is really, really high. Oh yeah, and I love answers it. all the questions. <clears throat> but I'll put a link up for it. He just answers all the questions with the titles of his songs. How are you feeling, James? I feel good. <laughs> Like a sex machine! And what's great about that interview is that he's really fucked, and the reason he's being interviewed is because they're asking him about how he's about to go to court for possession of drugs. Uh, <laughs> great. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like the bit where he says, Who's ready to get up and do my thing? But it sounds like he's saying, Who's ready to get up and do math then? <laughs> or, Who's ready to get up and do meth then? So it's like, that's probably oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. funny, that's funny. <laughs> probably doing some angel but delight, isn't he? Do we know what the, the sort of, why this came around? Why there was a James Brown medley that was like, well, of old songs? No, I don't really know why, but I was do know who. I know who did it. It was mixed by Cold Cut. The guys oh, okay. in Cold Cut, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, I think it's supposed to be mainly based on his song, The Payback. But I don't really know that one. But that is the main basis for it. This yeah. is actually one of James Brown's biggest hits in the UK. Wow. Yeah. And if you want to get it for free, you can get on the old GTA San Andreas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, drive around, listen to this bad boy. <laughs> Video. Weirdly sliced together scenes of James Brown and some dancers obscured by weird patterns. Uh, so it wasn't very good, basically, is okay, what I'm yeah. trying to say there. Yeah. yeah, okay, charts. UK number 12. That's it. Wow. Yeah, yeah and, so this uh, was very much that's UK. one of his biggest UK hits. Yeah. And Obscure by Weird Patterns is, is my forthcoming album. Ah, and that's it for James Brown, I'm afraid. No wow. more Jimmy B. Jimmy B. That was short-lived. Oh, good lad. Rose Royce with Car Wash. Yeah, this is a bit of funky disco. Mm. Or disco-y funk. I mean, I'm not really into disco funk that much. What about funky disco? I like 80s disco funk where it's all like loads of synths and drum machines. Like yeah, I, d- I can't tell if it's overplayed. I hate the cover so much or what it is, but like, yeah, this song's got a really annoying sort of like swaggery march so it's like 
oh, it's all sure of itself and oh, it's just something about it I don't like. I don't know. Also, like, one of the things I don't like about it is that it sort of over-glamorises working at a car wash. It does. Working at... I've seen them people at the hand car wash. Yeah, on the fucking roundabout. Like, ah, it's rubbish. Like, it doesn't look that glamorous at all. And they sing like, oh, it might... You might watch a car a movie star. It might be an Indian chief. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, probably just like some guy who works in an office <laughs> yeah yeah you might not get rich but you know it's better than digging a ditch those are the two the options yeah. available to you yeah. the two jobs you can get in whatever just town prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it was like the title song from a film called Car Wash from 1976 and uh, the songwriter Norman Whitfield, who was involved with some label, I can't remember which one it was now, but oh, he was... I uh, think he wrote for the Supremes and stuff. I think uh, he was did it? some Motown stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah, it might have been Motown, actually. He took the job for doing the film for a bit of money, but also because he thought Rose Royce were good and they should like do a score or something, because he thought they were really talented to get them over a bit. He took the job. I mean, yes... A nice enough sounding song. I think, like I say, it is very overplayed. It's yeah. It's songs where I can't believe. I think there's a bit where they do that sort of jive talking as well, isn't it? And they sort of go, Bidabidabow. Bidabidabow. I don't like that. It annoys me. It's always, like, it's always the same cadence. Hey there, girl. Bidabidabidabow. I'm talking all jive now. <laughs> oh, no, I don't like it's it. Got, it's got a really good like... bass fill, though. Yeah, at the end of the chorus. It's got your classic bass octave thing yeah. going on. Yeah, the video's just sort of scenes from the film, but it establishes the film. It's probably just the start of the film, to be honest. It sort of establishes all the characters and what's happening in the car wash. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if it was just the first three Perhaps minutes of watch the film. car wash. Maybe. Well, if I really like this song, I'd be like, oh, I want to watch the film this is from. I don't particularly well, like this song. Did the video make it look good? Um, no, not really. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know they're allowed to like piss about on the job and stuff. It still didn't look that much fun. Well, they, like, was I imagine car wash is going to be full of like sexy young ladies getting soapy while cleaning cars? Nah, it was more like sort of handsome young black men. Oh, okay. It was a couple of ladies. Okay. A couple of ladies. Oh, it doesn't sound as good then. Yeah. Yeah, so this is a re-release and it's actually just it didn't even do as well as it did the first time. So oh, yeah. I don't know why, what we're doing here in 1988 having this song again. Yeah. I've got no idea. Just UK number 20. For Rosie Boys, yeah, and that's all we're going to be seeing of them. That's your lot. You know, thanks for coming, but you needn't have bothered. <laughs> <laughs> I took my car to the car wash. Yeah. And uh, my car's made out of coal. Oh. So it took a lot of fucking cleaning, I tell you that. I like it. <laughs> that's the uh, link you've made when the oh, song yeah. is called Pink Cadillac. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> this car is. <laughs> what I do. So. Well, you know, if like you go going to the obvious link. If you go to the car wash, <laughs> you might want to take your Pink Cadillac. Yeah. <laughs> Natalie Cole. Who is 
Nat King Cole story. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I sort of thought, oh, that's funny. Yeah, probably Nat King Cole's daughter. And then, it, yeah, it turns out that it is Natalie King Cole. No, she didn't, didn't do that. So this might not really be about a pink Cadillac. It might be, because it's a Bruce Springsteen song, and it might be, as it is called in Wikipedia, they put it in a funny... Term? Way? Yeah, they put it in a funny way. Uh, a veiled pudendal reference, they said it was. <laughs> oh, it's about Fanny. Possibly, yeah. 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 Oh, oh, if you're listening in America, you know that we call it a Fanny is what we call the front part. Oh, yeah. So, well, it might well be that that is what... I don't know if this this strengthens the case for it being about that or not. Because, for some reason, he wouldn't let Bet Midler have a go covering it <laughs> a couple of years before. But when Natalie Cole asked, he was like, yeah, go on. Go have a go. Is those written by Springsteen? Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's Springsteen is it, doing little vagina references. It, it sounds more like Prince. It, and I thought this had a bit of a... A Prince vibe to it, in fact. I think yeah, you can imagine it being Brucey. Red little, oh, little red Corvette, pink Cadillac. From the board in the USA sessions. Yeah. Turned out to be a B side. Didn't get on the album. Oops. I didn't mind this. I yeah, imagine I like coming this. on a club and me sort of eyeing up some people, trying to look impressive and not knowing any of the words, but kind of then really enthusiastically saying pink Cadillac. Yeah. It, just, it yeah. felt like it was another sort of fun. Sort of up tempo pop song by a lady singer that you've had a lot of on this disc. Yeah, but of all, I thought this was definitely one of the the more fun. It was just like silly, a bit fun. You know, it didn't take itself as seriously yeah. as some of the others. I, I quite liked it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like yeah, hammering. Yeah, hammering that fucking blue note over and over it again. Did, did go on a bit towards the end. <laughs> yeah, all right. I get the picture. It's bluesy. She had some success in the mid seventies as an R and B singer. All right. Yeah, and she had some like personal problems, a few drug problems and things. Oh. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, not judging. Not judging anyone. Well, I'm not judging Natalie for that. I might well judge someone else. Yeah, I'll come down hard on some other people if I don't like them. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it had some drug problems. Came back with some pop stuff in the late eighties, so this is like part of that, okay. part of her comeback. Does she say oozing down the street or cruising? Down I guess the street? she said cruising. Oozing down the street is quite a cool thing to do as well, though, isn't it? I don't know how you do it. <laughs> Who's that oozing down the street? Whoa. It's Natalie Cole. <laughs> Good voice, bad song, I thought, really. Uh, I thought it was quite a fun little ditty. Yeah, I didn't mind it. Yeah. Uh, video was uh, dancing about at a petrol station, like the last one, was so there, that was quite inter- was weird. Was a pink Cadillac there? Oh, I don't really remember. When I was listening to this song, I saw several Cadillacs on the road. Wow. Yeah, and they're quite rare. So I saw like, a modern one and an old one. And I was like, oh, this song's weird. making me see Cadillacs. Nice. Perhaps you, your brain is closed off to Cadillacs. Not yeah, I probably see everywhere, them all the time. You don't, yeah. yeah. You don't notice them. We've got a UK number five. It was a number five on the billboard, boy. Oh, I bet you Billy liked Clinton. it, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I love a bit of Natalie Cole. I love getting in a pink Cadillac. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> a brown Cadillac. Oh, sorry, that was, <laughs> that was a pubic head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and five on the billboard. And yeah, number four in New Zealand. Yeah, getting better. Yeah. Number four under Irma. Oh. Everyone agrees. It's a number four. 
I'm Canada's one mate. Yeah, mate. Right, boys. Just before I give my flight back to Wollongong, I'll give this one a nice round number six. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, boys. I'll better be off. All right, see you later, Ken. All right, see you later. See you next time. There he goes. <laughs> there he goes in his little trolley. Is it just a mirage? In this romance, is there a ghost of a chance? Just a mirage. And though I concentrate on you, just a mirage. I thought I saw a pink Cadillac, but it was just a Mirage. <laughs> Jelly Bean featuring Adele. Berté. <laughs> I thought you were uh, say featuring Adele. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was having them, th- they were thinking, fucking hell, is Adele that old? No. Yeah. Oh, it's another Jelly Bean song, but yeah, I liked it Jelly a bit Bean. more than Did the you? other Jelly Beans. Oh, uh, I thought you starting to outstay his welcome, to be honest. Yeah, I wasn't that into this. But I didn't realise Jelly Bean was such a big hitter of the 80s. I know. It's all over the place. I know. It's all over the nows, anyway. Yeah. But I guess he produced some big artists as well. Yeah, this is a sort of disco-y number, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I wasn't so into this one. Yeah, I thought we'd left disco behind, to be honest. Well, we were fucking just had car wash as well. Yeah. <sighs> What's to, going on? Trying to bring it back. What is going on? When will it die? Is there anything know. else left to say about Jelly Bean? Uh, the video's him dancing about with the singer. He dances very awkwardly to uh, Mr. John Benitez. There's some video effects on it. And... Is that Del Any anyone... <clears throat> With any merit, do we know? I don't really know about no. her. No. Nah. Well, what's up, Brosito? Damn, man. Oh, jeez. Like, so pitted. Get, like, so pitted. Have <laughs> <laughs> you seen that video? <laughs> oh, oh, we got to watch that afterwards. Yeah, man, it was a number four on the US dance, oh, man. Jubilant, oh, jubilant. It was totally jubilant. And it was a number 27, Andy Irma. And that's it. No, it was UK number 13. Okay, we had quite a few 13s. <clears throat> yeah, and after three in a row, Jelly Bean, he's out. Wow. Yeah. We're in the new, new era's beginning. That's the thing, yeah. we're clearing out the ship before we, we are. get to the 90s. We're draining the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's another bit of fucking swamp life. Will Downing with I love the bream, 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 I love the bream. The radio mix. Now, when I listened to this with no prejudice whatsoever, I was like, this is really, I don't like it at all. It's really rubbish. And then I read that it's actually a John Coltrane song, the yeah. famous and celebrated jazz musician. So Yeah, well, I love Supreme by John Coltrane. It's, it's an amazing bit of music on the kind of seminal, probably one of the two most seminal jazz albums. I will say, when you say it was written by John Coltrane, this bears very little resemblance. That little I love Supreme uh, bit, he does play that hook on the saxophone, but otherwise it's a complete reworking. Uh, and that makes me 
conversely, that makes me dislike it a lot because it's it's taking something that's this amazing kind of expression of spirituality through music and reducing it to just a bit of 80s pap filler, you know, do yeah. on the end of the now. Yeah. It, it's, I think he's got a lot of audacity, to, you know, to, to take, to be like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll fucking just turn that into a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Jacob's coming in hot <laughs> on this one. Don't mess with his jazz. fucking got his dander up. <laughs> he's yeah, taking Coltrane, he's fucking thrown it in the toilet. Well, it is. It <laughs> is. It's just like, I, you know, I've just f- find your own thing to ruin, you know? <laughs> ruin yeah. yourself. Uh, I was not keen. I will give it one point, plus one point, for having weird pan pipes and saxophone. It sounds a bit like mm. it's the early stages of acid jazz, maybe. Oh, uh, yeah, kind maybe. It's got an acid jazz feel to it, but brand new heavies, you know. Yeah. I don't know any other acid jazz people. Brand new heavies, uh, and that's it. Uh, Mi- Millie, what's his name? Mini Vanelli or Millie Vanelli? No, Gino Vanelli. Gino Vanelli. Oh, he's a huge South American acid jazz guy, but he's actually quite good. Gino Vanelli. Yeah, video was sort of classy white mansion with ladies swimming in a moat, and Mister Downing was wearing a nice houndstooth suit. Oh, yeah. It was a very dreary song. Yeah. Don't let it put you off listening to a Love Supreme though. That is on fire. Fucking great essential listening there. Well, it's UK number 14. You're not going to believe this. <laughs> What's up, Rosita? <laughs> no way! It was a number four on the US dance! Why? What is this Why? dance? I don't know. <laughs> It's mental. You could dance to it if you wanted. Oh, Jesus. Oh He's going God. back to Wollongong with Ken, I think. Dude, gonna go catch the brakes. Yeah, man. There's <laughs> fucking huge tubes in Wollongong, even though it's inland, I think. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so, all that's left at the end of the now is the VHS. Oh. No VHS again. No VHS nah, again. I don't think we're ever going to get another VHS oh. song that's different to what we've got on okay. the actual now. I guess it makes more sense. It does. They've, they've got it together, I think. Yeah, I'll just I'll let you know if it ever happens again. Okay, so uh, before we wrap things up, we need to find out what's going on, Martins. Now that's what I call. Now Martin, that's what I Martin calls. Now that's what, what I call music. <laughs> what's, what are you taking? I remember this is. For people at home, this is this is all of twelve, so you have to have listened to the last episode if you want to know about it. I'm not taking much, to be honest. Yeah. No, I'm going to take In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins, because that was a banger. Although, really, you want the original mix mix of that. That's a weird mix, though, Go with the original mix. I I liked it. Um, um, No, Mary's Prayer. (laughs) You're harsh. No, no, I'm not taking Mary's Prayer. I'm going to take Can I Play With Madness? I like that. Meh. I am going to take I Think We Are Alone Now by Tiffany. Yeah. Oh, that was good. I am going to take I'm just going to change my love for you. Yeah. Get an idea off. Yeah. Bang. Because that was a banger. <laughs> That's probably my lot, to be honest. Oh, there's no essentials there for me, really, at all. No, there's no. not much there at all. The last few nows have not had much. Not, not as much of a slog as the uh, saw and, and house clusterfuck that we oh, had gosh. at the end of 11, but yeah. We'll have to get our fluffy uh, winter coats on, because yeah. 
we'll be back in the winter of 88 I think for the next one yeah, yeah I guess it's not a big gap <sighs> so what did you think tell us what you thought of the songs even if you don't do that give us a rating on iTunes oh yes because that would really help five star rating would be awesome and, and I think if you actually write something as well even if it's just this is good yeah. I think that helps yeah. if you actually do, do written reviews. We're on Twitter, NWT underscore podcast. Yeah. So you can tweet us, retweet us, whatever. We're on Facebook if you search for us. We're on Acus Stitcher. You probably know where we are yeah. podcast-wise because you've downloaded it. But if you have got Alexa... If you say to, oh yeah, you've got to get the ACAST skill, yeah, download the ACAST skill for Alexa, and then you can say, Alexa, ask ACAST to play Now We're Talking Podcast, and as long as you say podcast at the end, it'll play our podcast. <laughs> nice. <laughs> We're in the 21st century now. Yeah, you can get a robot to play our podcast Alexa likes us. We're yeah. Alexa approved. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, we've still got... Uh, 88 nows to go. Yeah, one has been released now. Yes, yeah, so, you know, <laughs> join us next time. We'll get on to now 13. Unlucky for some. Yeah. Hopefully. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.